You're listening to The Damn Good Podcast with Edward Quirt, the go-to resource to help you navigate the murky waters of the new music business. <laughs> All right. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for having me on. You're solo today? Where's Alex? I know. Don't. We're self-isolating separately. For the I mean, time he's, he's watching on, on Instagram right now. Is he? Yeah. Oh, hi, Alex. <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been honestly, it's only been like six days. It's like the longest I've been away from him. It feels weird. We're known as like a duo. So it's going to be a strange one being away for, from each other for quite a while, but we'll push through. <laughs> right. I also noticed you're kind of building your own personal brands on Instagram lately. So you heavily push your profile and Alex one as well. Why? Well, as like a brand, Burstamo is obviously like, the business. Um, but we both have kind of separate brands as well. Um, we have different opinions on things. We have kind of, um, things that we specialize in. Like Alex is so heavily into sort of digital marketing and ads and all that side of things. Whereas I'm kind of a little bit more geeky about sort of the new platforms that are coming out. Like if you start me about TikTok, I'll just talk about it for hours. So, uh, we have, we have different opinions on things. So we thought we have our separate brands as well and then bring it together as Burstamo. But even the team have their own separate accounts, um, where they, they get involved and they, uh, they will kind of push their own things that they do. So one of the girls kind of does traditional marketing. So like press side of things, whereas the others are digital marketer, others are graphic designer. So they've all got their own personal brands where they're kind of putting out content, which is focused on what they specialize in, which is pretty cool. Yeah, as it should be. It's like a team with everyone has its own specialty, like a superstar commando, like the DC super commando, like Superman and the Wonder Woman. Everyone has like all their own um, special skills. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, we're seeing a lot of bands do it as well. So if you go into some of the some of the bigger bands at the moment, you go into their bio, and each uh, each member of the band is actually having their own separate brand within it which I think is a really cool idea because even if you look back to some of the biggest bands in the world everyone had their favorite everyone had one that they connected with most so I think it can work really well for uh, bands that are they, they they're strong personalities in it because you can all have your own separate brand within the full uh, band brand as well which I think is pretty cool right and should anything happen in the future everyone has kind of his own thing going on already so they kind of set, yeah, yeah. set themselves up for personal success not being dependent yeah, exactly. on the whole group um thing yeah yeah exactly exactly that's so how's the lockdown been for you it's been all right so far so we're in the uk and we had lockdown announced i think it was last tuesday so it's not even been a full week yet um but it's been okay because obviously we're we're an online business so everyone's always just working from home but um we've seen the music industry reacting really well i think how about you do you think people have been reacting well to it definitely artists being super creative about the way they spend time at home and kind of, I've seen music videos come out just with an iPhone at home, DIY, just cut up straight, like record at home. And it was very good. People surprisingly react in creative ways yeah. and deliver. We, uh, we put our post probably like a week ago on the community tab on our YouTube channel. And it was basically just like checking in on everyone, seeing what they're doing during self-isolation. And someone commented, Pressure creates diamonds. And I think that's the case right now. Like there's such good music coming out. There's people being more creative than ever. There's people actually using social media who weren't using social media before. So I think it's pushing people to have to engage with their audience when they probably wouldn't have. Um, 
But I, I'm often seeing though that people are kind of pushing it in the wrong direction because everyone's stuck at home. They think that people are just going to sit and watch anything, but it's just not the case. You can't let the quality drop because you're thinking that anyone will take in anything because that will just destroy your brand. Um, the more you kind of panic, the more it will be obvious to your audience and it will just mean that you're, the brand you've worked so hard for will just get destroyed during this time. But I think it's a great time to be putting out content and actually releasing music just because it just offers a little bit of escapism for your audience. Definitely. The amount of quote-unquote crap that's been surfacing over the last couple of days as well it's, it's yeah. immense so many have you seen the ads the story ads it's horrible i know story ads. i should do a top pumping 10. money into stuff. <laughs> i should do a top 10 of most horrible ads so many rappers like in terms so many rappers it's horrible horrible marketing but i think instagram gonna make money yeah i keep getting ads for um spotify playlist companies that are just like oh massive sale on pay to be on this playlist today and I'm like oh god there are so many artists that are going to pay for this are you getting those emails where they just copy and paste your Instagram stuff and then then like offer you playlisting services like dear Funklord not even money like dear Funklord I know this profile (laughs) deserves more views and that's why I thought I could pitch this to you and this would be a good opportunity for you to become brand ambassador for this then you click on the link and it's like paid um, Spotify playlist service Oh, God. No, I haven't had that one. Usually my emails start with Hi Raven. They don't even get the first name. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. In terms of being afraid and dealing with adversity, so I feel like from my standpoint, how I understand it and from experience, if you're an artist, if you're a service provider, you're basically a business owner online. And dealing with recession and quote-unquote what is a recession? It's like bad things happening financially to lots of people. And mm-hmm. dealing with that, it's part of the job. Dealing with the amount of emotional and psychological abuse, quote unquote, that's our job. And dealing with it beyond what normal people are ready for, usually. That's normal. Like it shouldn't surprise us. Those times were like negative times, adversity, it's quote unquote normal. Yeah, I think what everyone kind of needs to remember as well is we're all in the same boat right now, especially in the music industry. Every single artist has lost their live opportunities. It's not just you. Um, And although it's going to be extremely difficult over the next couple of months, because I think majority of artists make their main kind of source of income from live events, but everyone is in the same boat now. So it kind of has to force you to be a little bit more creative. But what I am seeing is a lot of artists trying to push things like merchandise um, to bring in a, a kind of another source of income. And this is obviously, you, you do need the money, so it is needed. However, asking things from your audience right now in a really difficult time sometimes isn't the best route to go down and isn't kind of the best route for wanting to engage your audience more because all you're trying to do is take. And in this moment in time, everyone needs to give as much as possible because we're all in the same boat. We're all not wanting to sort of throw around cash. Um, So I think this is the best time to engage with your audience and offer them things rather than kind of expect them to give. Yeah, people need the human aspect right now. The connections, the the emotions, kind of the relief from the day-to-day mundane, boring or like um, anxiety-ridden lives. So I noticed it as well. Engaging, going full in, creating more valuable connections and content right now is the way to go because right now you're there for them and then you create the value, you engage, 
you create a deeper connection with your audience, and then down the line, they're going to remember you for that. Yeah, I think a lot more artists are coming across as more human now, which is what people want. They wanted it before. It's just kind of this has pushed people to do that. Like artists making music videos in their bedrooms and um, like Dodie at the moment on Twitter has been doing this thing where she is on Microsoft Paint and she's getting people to draw different things and the Twitter thread is just insane. And it's like, that's so human. People want to be able to interact with their favorite artist in a way where they see them as a human. They don't see them as this artist they can never interact with. And I think this has forced artists to do that, which is definitely a positive. I think it definitely should have been done before, but if this is the thing that's pushed you, then great. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, it's easier said than done because you mm-hmm. see those posts where people say, now it's the best time to sit down and finally produce the music you wanted to, finally to figure out what you want and yeah. use the time. But on the other hand, it's like, how am I supposed to use the time if my my existence is at stake right now? Like, I don't have money. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I will have money to feed my family next week or next mm-hmm. month. How am I supposed to chill, sit down and, and work on my music? That's the question. Yeah, how are you finding like productivity? Are you finding that you're more productive like doing studio work and things or is it not really being impacted? Because your job kind of consisted of this before anyway, didn't it? I'm more engaged right now because yeah. I don't have anything else. Like I only have this and I need to produce more and give more. I'm not asking mm-hmm. for a lot right now. I'm not asking for stuff in general, but I do have some other income streams as well. Um, coming in passively, more or less, the productions I did before and then royalty coming in or sample packs that I did before. But that's kind of giving me at least the basic minimum to have my bills paid so I don't have to worry about you know not eating next week. But mm-hmm. I am, of course, kind of thinking about how can I create more value right now so I can benefit from it down the line. And I really care yeah. about like my students that I have that I'm coaching. I really care about my clients. I really care about that. I care about it too much where I can sleep sometimes uh, at night because I'm really like, how can I deliver this product to its best so it benefits me and the artist in the first place um, or yeah. my client or whoever. So that's bothering yeah, That's me the same position we're in because we, we have an audience obviously on Instagram and YouTube and that's like over nearly 70,000 musicians. There. Um, like majority of them are musicians and it's like what can we be doing for them right now like we can obviously be putting out content um i did a video last week on kind of what people can be doing during self-isolation to still engage their audience and keep growing but like what more can we do um we've, we're announcing something at 9 p.m tonight actually um which would be 10 p.m for you um which will be really cool and the aim for that is to keep everyone in our community engaged and actually benefit all of them all at once so that would be quite cool. Definitely check that one out. Definitely. I'll post about it. <laughs> let's actually break it down. Like, let's say mm-hmm. you're an artist right now. You yeah. lost your life gaining opportunities in a month or next week. What should you do? Create content. <laughs> now is the time more than ever. But I think what's so key about all of it is don't do anything which doesn't fit your current brand or the brand that you want. Don't make decisions short term. Because it's so easy to, you're thinking, how am I going to make money? How am I going to grow my yeah, audience? AKA, don't make these desperation really moves. Exactly. Um, this is a point in time which will put a lot of pressure on people. And if you act out of fear, it will mean that you don't really benefit from the actions you're taking. Um, you're seeing a lot with businesses. Businesses are making decisions for short-term money rather than long-term, which basically means they're ruining their brand. 
but there are band there are brands out there like Bandcamp. Did you see what they did? Um, I think it was last week. No. They waived all of their shares so that if anyone bought anything on Bandcamp for twenty four hours, they didn't take any of it. And they did it because they were like, musicians need to make money right now. Let's give them 24 hours just to bring in as much as possible. And moves like that show what a brand is really like and what their intentions are. And artists should be exactly the same. You should be making moves for your long-term goals and the way you want to engage with your audience long-term rather than thinking, okay, what can I be doing today to bring in a ton of followers? Because it just won't impact you for, like, it won't have any benefits at all. So yeah, I'd say content massively. I think now's also the time to start things. I think there are tons of people that are like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to try out TikTok. Now's your chance. You've got more time than yeah. ever. That um, could be the needed motivation because I've been putting stuff off and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it later. I don't need it. I kind of have stuff going yeah. on. For me, right now, it's like, whoa, I need to do this. Like, I need mm-hmm. to do this. Like, there's no yeah. choice. Like, I need to finish the sample pack. I need to finish those videos for this, this company because it's just going to benefit me. So I have the time yeah. and I have the motivation because what else would I do? Yeah, there's also no distractions from it. Like if you think about all the things that were distracting you before, now all you've got is yourself in a house. <laughs> so you, you don't have any excuses. Um, I also think the people, the things that were excuses before were like, I don't have the equipment. I don't have the time. Um, I don't know if it's the right move for me and it's like experiment and do it without any equipment to begin with because no one's going to be judging you on quality of things if there's no one there and there won't be anyone there to begin with who's going to listen to your podcast if they don't if you don't have that audience so it's just worth experimenting um, spending time on different platforms as well because especially YouTube and TikTok people haven't really experimented a lot of artists haven't experimented with them enough Um, so I think now's the time really I can't bring myself to go on TikTok and, and, and do it. I, I just, I just don't like, I see my little brother who's seven. He's sitting there with his yeah. iPad and just being on TikTok. And I just, I just can't bring myself to do it. Like I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost 30. I'm like, this is dumb. But I understand no, it from, from, not at from, all. A mar- from a marketing perspective, from, from yeah. a, you know, target audience perspective, I understand the power of it because it's so addictive. Yeah. It's so addictive and you can expl- like explode from zero to, millions of views in, in, in about like 24 hours and people do that all yeah. the time yeah i think what also people forget is the that for you page that you're seeing your, your little brother sort of swiping through is personalized to his consumption habits so of course it's probably going to be really stupid stuff because he's seven years old but i have i've got a family members that have it that are well over 50 and they're their for you page is nothing like mine i've got someone else that likes sport and his for you page is all sport and it's it, it gets personalized to what you take in, what you like, what you watch. So there is content out there, which is less of the sort of slapstick humor, the dancing, the really ridiculous stuff. Um, and there are artists on there that are absolutely smashing it. Um, Nina Nesbitt has got involved on TikTok really well at the moment. And there are just tons of artists that are doing things that they probably wouldn't usually do because they're so obsessed with having a serious brand. But it, it's working massively. Dylan Francis, the DJ, he's creating some really yeah, funny he's stuff great. on there. He's so good with content. Yeah. But yeah, I think TikTok's one that people aren't experimenting with because they're so worried about the way it could ruin their brand. But the organic reach on TikTok is above any other platform. And the growth right. you can get on there but is... But why should it ruin a brand? But I think because people see... Artists want to be serious because your music is serious. It's your art. However, if they post funny things, they think some for some reason the music isn't being taken seriously. But if you, there are plenty of artists out there. Lewis Capaldi is a great example of it. 
who his brand isn't serious at all, but his music's taken very serious. Right. Um, so I don't think you should, the content shouldn't be too attached to the music in a way. It should be where that's what you use to grow your audience and engage with them. And it just so happens your product is the music. Right. But is funny content on um, TikTok is, it's not the only content that you can um, no, create. Like, no. I mean, I mean, you don't have to do funny. You can do infotainment, entertainment. You can do serious stuff yeah. as well, I guess. Yeah, there are tons of producers on there that are doing really cool things like um, taking apart all the stems of a track and then literally completely redoing it, which is really cool. Um, there are obviously the funny ones where people are taking like two memes and making it into like, <laughs> uh, like a massive EDM anthem, which is quite cool. But yeah, there's plenty you can do on there, which doesn't demand you having to be a comedian. Um, so yeah, TikTok's one that I definitely think people should be getting on. Cool. Do they have um, advertising, anything? behind the scenes can you do yeah, that uh, yeah so you can't personally they're like it's kind of in beta at the moment because um the minimum amount that you spend on it is extortionate we, we we looked into it and it's not something that most artists could afford if you do see ads it's mainly from larger brands or major labels um but i haven't seen an ad on the platform in so long now there was a time where they they were testing it out for probably about a week but i haven't seen too many ads on there but i reckon they're they're doing it so that people trust the the platform they can build the um, the people up on it as much as possible, and then it will get to a point where the ads will probably be a lot more um, a lot more on the platform. But right. we'll see. I think yeah. I think they'll probably be more accessible to everyone uh, in the next kind of six months to a year. They probably um, will make it available. Oh because yeah, they obviously want to compete oh, with Insta- Instagram and then Facebook. They yeah. want to have a piece of the pie. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see if they want to compete so much that they start bringing images onto the platform. Because right now, TikTok's kind of are completely, like not really competing with anyone. And if they kind of want to be the, the top platform, maybe they're going to bring it in so that you could potentially have images too. I don't know. Because they obviously have live now, which is great. Um, I think they're going to bring in a lot more features, which makes it potentially one of the biggest platforms out there. Right. Have you heard about Instagram implementing a TikTok feature into Instagram? Kind of like they did with Stories and, and uh, Snapchat? No, what's I, the just, I just read it a couple of weeks ago. They're already testing and somebody posted yeah. like previews of the code behind the scenes uh, from the yeah. API developers kit that Instagram yeah. is going to implement a TikTok, this dance moves feature into Instagram combined with the music. So those dancing videos mm-hmm. that you see by those girls, yeah. uh, they're going to be implemented into Instagram, kind of like uh, stories from Snapchat. Mm, we'll see how that works. Instagram do a lot of things to try and to try and copy. Th- I mean, they took yeah. stories from Snapchat. That worked successfully, yeah. but I'm unsure whether that will. We'll see. What yeah, about, we'll how do you feel about the ads on Spotify though? Because someone asked right now on Instagram, if we're talking about it yeah. and we didn't, we talked about TikTok, but how do you feel about um, Spotify giving us the opportunity to pay them for basically appearing on someone else's playlist, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, so we've experimented with the audio ads um, a fair amount. And for us, they're they're not too impactful for musicians purely because if anyone is receiving ads, then they haven't paid for the app anyway. So they're probably not going to be a massive music fan. Um, But there are, I mean, if you you do listen to the ads that are on there, they're mainly things for like, I I know, that university 
people that kind of want a, a discount code for Domino's or something like that. <laughs> um, there, I haven't seen it being too successful for artists, um, but will be. It'll be interesting to see how it works for this sort of pay placement in like Discover Weeklies and things, because I think that will come but properly in the next couple of months. And I think it will infuriate consumers massively. Um, and I reckon it might work to begin with, but as soon as people are bidding for that space, it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Um, so we'll see. But I think it'll be quite obvious which ones are the paid ones. So people will just skip them anyway. Sort of like having an ad before like a YouTube video or something. Um, we'll see how it works. I think it'll be exciting to experiment with it. Right. I originally thought they would give artists the ability to pay for like pay spotify directly to appear in certain people's playlists is that a mm. possibility i'm is sure that, at the moment they that, that's what I they haven't about. announced anything that's like officially happening but um it was discussed that potentially paying for like, the discover weekly placement um but i mean I, I would i would feel a lot more confident if everything was completely organic and an artist just did it legitimately and because it's not incredibly difficult to get placed on a Discover Weekly playlist organically. Um, Is it? So I, <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. So I'd, I'd say that would probably be the, the best route to go down. Right. For some people, it's an enigma. Because someone asked uh, for the question today, how do you yeah. feel about SubmitHub and things like yeah. that? Yeah, people are really anti-SubmitHub. <laughs> um, I think it works for certain genres um, and for different, like, certain aims. Um, if you kind of look at, like, indie rock, indie pop, there are tons of blogs on there, so it's definitely good for that. Um, it can be good for YouTube channels as well if you're sort of, like, an EDM artist. Um, they have some good ones for pop music as well. Um, but I don't think you can go in expecting to see a huge return on the investment. Um, but you can get free credits every, I think it's four hours, which work quite well. Um, so I, I think it's definitely worth trying out if you have the budget to sort of invest, I don't know, like 30 quid into it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not anti it. I think they have some cool blogs and some cool playlists on there, which means it's quite easy for artists to just pitch to. What's a better strategy? To doing it yourself, probably. Uh, we've done tons of videos on this for like submitting to blogs, submitting to radio, submitting to playlists. The thing is, it's so time-consuming, and I think it is. It is for artists. You don't. You'd much rather dedicate the time to your art rather than the marketing. But for an artist to succeed, it definitely is like sixty percent marketing, forty percent the music. You can't market something that's rubbish, but you also can't have something amazing and not market it. Right. So you kind of have to have that balance, which I know a lot of artists don't like to hear. But I just feel like by the time an artist or me is done producing a song, mixing it. Yeah creating it, songwriting, all, all this, the whole package. and could take anywhere from like a couple of days to months or a year even. Yeah. And then taking the same amount of time to market it properly, like set up an ad campaign, create the content that's necessary to promote it, get the hype going. Most artists are not even ready for this. Yeah. Or like they expect the song because it's so good to be successful on its own. Our theory but behind this one and... It's, it's quite harsh, is um, when you ask people to listen to your music, you are taking from them rather than giving. Because, because you've invested so much time into creating a song, you expect it to be where you put it out and you're giving something to your audience because you've invested so much time into it. However, you're taking their time. If they don't know you yet, why should they trust it's even going to be a good song? They are investing, I don't know, what, three to four minutes of their time to listen to something, which they don't know if it's going to be high quality. So you have to go in as if you're adding value to that person. So it could be like, oh, are you commuting to work this morning? This is going to be a great commute song. 
or it could be like you're feeling sad this will definitely make you feel a little bit happier during self-isolation it has to be something where you're adding value to the end consumer otherwise yeah give them a reason to listen to it like why should it listen exactly yeah yeah and that's why people are being really creative at the moment people are doing things for their audience which before they just weren't doing um but one thing that i'm i'm not anti i think going live is definitely needed because you can't communicate with your audience by actually performing live but artists are going live so often and expecting their audience to care as if they're just sat at home doing nothing where, where some people are still working they have stuff to do if you're going live there needs to be a reason for it so that could be a Q&A that could be karaoke night with your fans that could be like you're inviting your fans to come into the live with you there needs to be a reason otherwise you're just bombarding people with content just because you think they have nothing better to do. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot of it. People going live for mm. three to four hours expecting yep. people to just chime in every time. Like yeah. getting people to watch live stream is pretty hard. Like actual, like a good size audience, getting them to care to watch your whatever. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, it is. Like you've got what, 10,000 followers? Yeah. How many are watching yeah. right now on Instagram? 12. 12. So. <laughs> yeah, so if you think about it, like it's it's asking a lot from people. So I think you always have to have a good reason. You have to be able to say, if you're watching this, this is the value I'm adding to you. So I guess that's why this is this one is allowed. <laughs> We're allowed to go live on this one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what do you think are some good ways of making the income right now, kind of helping yourself to bridge the gap between the, the lockdown and when things gonna get better for me and for audio professionals also for singers I've seen singers giving lessons for pretty low amount yeah. of money like 25 dollars yeah, yeah. for their expertise which I think is pretty low mm-hmm. actually but giving mm-hmm. lessons in regards to productions or like singing lessons guitar if you're like a good guitarist why not and I feel like this mm-hmm. is a good thing if you need like the, the extra 200 to 50 euros dollars a week that's definitely possible and that's a thing i would suggest doing yeah i think that there's a band in the uk called the big moon that are doing that at the moment um and they're they're a successful band they've got a lot of streams they've got a big audience but they're having to teach people things guitar um which people just don't believe they think that if an artist has a huge audience and they're just millionaires but it's just not the case (laughs) yeah i think it's a good idea i think it's if you think about if you had a patreon account what would you be doing for your audience? You can go down that route. Like even really simple things, like if you have a big audience on YouTube, you can go live on YouTube and people can do donations. Same with Twitch as well. Yeah. Things like that, if you are adding value to your audience, that's okay. You're not asking for something if you're not giving anything. You actually are providing a service in a way. Right. Um, I think that's fine. Uh, But I think it's just, if you don't have to, I wouldn't directly ask your audience for things you need good reason and you need to be able to add that value because like I said earlier, if you're doing kind of things for short term money, it won't benefit you in the long right, term. Right. But it's like, what can it, how can you provide disproportionate value for some money in return? I, f- I feel like that's a, that's a good reason to do stuff. Um, I've seen people stream on Twitch and just interact with their audience directly yeah. and just delivering yeah. value like this and actually inviting them to play in their party with, Call of Duty or yeah. Super Smash Brothers and actually playing with them, against them and kind of giving them the experience and then them donating money for the experience. That's a good thing to do. 
Yeah, and you could also start a Patreon if you are at that point and you do feel like you need um, that other kind of source of income. So you can do it. So it's in tiers. So obviously some people right now do not want to spend a, like literally $1 a month is as much as they can do. So that's fine. Set the lowest tier or something like that and kind of build it up. But um, Alex actually sent into our group yesterday um, an artist going live on Reddit and he was a guitarist and he had like 40,000 people watching him on Reddit. And Jeez. Reddit isn't something that I even knew people would go live on. Um, so I think that could be a cool one to explore because a lot of artists aren't really looking at that. Right. And one more thing I can add to it, mm-hmm. personal sample packs from artists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're a singer, provide some vocal lines in a sample pack, set up a Gumroad page or a send out page, put your vocal pack on there, slap a 10 or $5 price tag on it and just sell it. Because people, if you have a personal brand going on for you already, or you're very good and people recognize it, that for you, if you're a good guitarist, bass player, drummer, even DJ, like take apart some of your older tracks, put some individual stamps that are cool into your personal sample pack and just boost it with, with an ad. Like take yeah, yeah. 10 euros, boost it to similar um, artists or like DJs like you to their audience. And that's, you know, I've seen people create sample packs like two weeks ago because of that and selling like 30, 35 of them each 10 bucks, that's 350 euros on top. Couldn't hurt. And people don't have to buy, you know? It's like, hey guys, if you want to buy my sample pack, you can't do it. Here it is, but you don't have to. That's it. Just put it in your bio and give people the opportunity. You don't have to Mm -hmm. force them. Where are you running your ads at the moment? Do you run ads on Instagram, Facebook? I retarget people to a free pack that I'm giving out right now. It's like, I call it the 2020 artist care package. So mm-hmm. I just put in the very best stuff that's representing me. That's quote unquote my funk lord sound. It has like mm-hmm. MIDI um, loops and drums and, and what are the presets for synthesizers and a whole package. And I add some bonus stuff to it, like my ebook on music marketing and production. And I just give it out for free. And it's just basically for an exchange for their email address where you can send them stuff later on and add value on top and, you know, pitch my services at some point, but I don't charge for it. I do nothing. I just retarget them based on whoever visited my page and like watch certain content over the last couple mm-hmm. weeks or months. And that's effective. Nice. Yeah. I think, I think that's the best way to build a brand, do stuff for free and show you care. And then later down the line, because you built that brand, Oh yeah, I I never sell or pitch anything instantly. Never. You will never. Yeah. You will never see me like, hey, hey guys, buy this right now. Like, swipe up and buy this. Maybe if you release yeah. like a big sample pack or like hire me right now, um, I will always provide disproportionate value over months, weeks, or even years. And I have people hiring me after like a year. It's like, hey, dude, I've been following you for over a year. You created so much value for me. You gave out so much free information. Now I wanted to test you out and like see what 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 is about like hire me for yeah. minutes or like for a production or for a personal lesson as well, which I'm okay. Yeah. With. That's that's the long term. We're exactly the same. So like our YouTube channel has fifty five thousand subscribers, and we still get comments now from people being like, "Do you guys actually have any services?" And we're like, "We're a marketing, <laughs> but we don't. It's fine. We don't really want to talk about it. Like we just want to talk about the marketing side of it. We don't really try and sell anything through there because that's not the point of it. Right, and your YouTube exploded after like a year. Yeah. So our 110th video, we were on 6,000 subscribers. So that was November. 
And then since then, we've now, I think we're probably on 56,000. So we've probably grew 50,000 subscribers in a matter of months. That's huge. Yeah. The YouTube algorithm definitely worked in our favor this time. <laughs> right. And I feel like re rewards long-term commitment. I feel like yeah. YouTube is working like universities right now. We just have a, a bunch of people coming in the first first term and then it just weed everything out with like super heavy tests. And then for the second, third term, like only the half of the people um, stays in the, uh, from, from that initial amount. So that, that's how YouTube works as well. They get in people initially. And if you don't commit to their system, to the algorithm, mm -hmm. to creating value long-term, they're just going to weed you out by not giving you the juice needed, like the traffic to your um, Yeah, content. 100%. Yeah, there are tons of people that create channels and after 10 videos just say, oh, it's not working. It doesn't work. Exactly. It does. It's just long-term growth. And those videos, like I've got a video that's well over a year old. It's on like over 300,000 views now and it grows and grows and grows every single day. So it's worth spending the time from day one because those videos are the ones that will continue to grow. It's not like Instagram where you can create something amazing and it will be basically gone in 24 hours. That's the same thing for Instagram as well. Instagram rewards long-term commitment and consistency. So if you yeah. post a video once a week and then disappear for like four weeks, of course it will not work. Yeah, same with stories. If, you, if you're regular with your uploads, if you're kind of posting at least three stories a day, it will just push you to the front every single time because they just reward people for using their platform because eventually when you do spend, then they're going to like you even more because they're making more money from it, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's what I've seen as well. From the 10,000 followers that I'm having right now, I'm usually having anywhere in between 700 to 800 people watch each and every story. But then if I'm consistent, yeah. it can go well over 1,000, which is amazing. Yeah, we, we are not consistent enough on the personal Instagram at all. So we post daily, but on stories and things, it's, it's so bad because we're giving out all these tips and we're not even doing... And that's why we started the content because we were like... We can't be giving artists advice if we're not doing it ourselves. Um, but it's hard to keep up to when you're, you're running a business at the same time. Definitely. It's hard <laughs> to stay consistent and high quality on stories as well. Yeah, that, that's the key thing. Um, consistently creating good content. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that everyone struggles with because you want to be consistent, but sometimes the quality of it can drop. But you sort of have to try to find that happy medium as much as you possibly can, but try to not have the quality drop at all. Yeah, and I find a sweet spot for me, I guess. Um, and I had this on a coaching call yesterday with a student where he asked me, like, what am I supposed to do on stories? So I'm like, first of all, stories are a whole different platform from posts. Those are like two separate platforms. Each and every one has its own set of rules. And then for stories, see yourself as basically like a main character in the, in the Netflix, Netflix show. And people mm -hmm. like to watch that. Like, you're the main character, but at the same time, you're not Superman. It's like, not like a, like a Marvel movie. You need to be vulnerable. You need to be showing like strong and, and soft sides and actually storytell. Just whatever you do on a day, just show it. Like if you go to the store, show it, but then make it interesting. Like I went to the store a week ago and then I made the whole series of, of stories about it. If there's toilet paper and like people should <laughs> vote about like, is there going to be toilet paper 
at a German store and then there wasn't and like, oh, well, there's no toilet paper and I make it a, made it engaging and, and funny at the same time. And this is basic storytelling. It's kind of... Yeah, I think I have, watched you make an omelette yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> naked, half naked. <laughs> half naked, yeah. And people become... That's high quality content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you can literally make content out of anything as anything. long as you're creative. Exactly. Um, and I think that's why now people are putting out more content because they're realizing that when we weren't in self-isolation, everyone was just complaining they couldn't make content. They're stuck in their house and they're making more content than ever, which is right. great. Just got to be creative. Really cool stuff coming. And it's a creative industry. You're making music, you're creative. Yeah. Be creative about your stories as well. Like don't give stuff out of context or talking head only. Talking head, talking head. I don't like those. Do you yeah, watch talking yeah. heads only? I don't like when people no. like talk over six stories continuously. Yeah, I know. You kind of just flick through them and you're like, nah, I can't nah, do that. Nah, I'm not going to listen for 15 seconds each. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about the long-term repercussions of the lockdown and mm. the isolation and the economical repercussions that could happen. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about this before we came on, didn't we? The, the financial repercussions of it are going to be hard, but I think it's more going to be mentally with people. For a lot of artists, the most rewarding thing is being able to put their music out and then see it engaging with people, whether that's at a festival or a gig, sort of seeing it physically impact people. Um, and also collaborating with artists physically rather than just sending files across. And I think that's going to probably be one of the things that's hardest right now. Um, but that's why things like this are so important. Just communicating with people in the industry and being able to understand it from everyone's different viewpoints. Um, I think both of us have kind of come from it a little bit seeing the silver lining in it as much as we can. And I think you have to, because otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy. 100%. Um, yeah, like just see it as a time to focus on your your art and focus on engaging with your audience as much as possible. Um, and when this all comes to an end, you see the benefits of that, as long as you're kind of thinking long-term rather than short-term. Yeah, one definitely has to choose to see the positive sides because you can focus oh, yeah. on the negative only, and then just don't watch do anything. Watch the news every day, yeah. I don't watch the news. I, I don't want it. Yeah. Only the most important stuff that's concerning me directly. If you focus on the negatives only, that's easy to get the press and just see see the dark side and, and the whole thing. But we as human beings, we're, we're adaptive. We adapt to, to stuff. We adapt to our surroundings. And we have to see the positive things. And there are definitely lots of lots of positive things happening around us as well. So focusing on that and searching, actively searching out for those opportunities to build your brand, to connect with your audience, to make the money long-term as well. That's, yeah. that's where we should put the focus on. Yeah, I think um, as well, Pete, your audience needs you more than ever to be positive. So if you are freaking out and you're openly freaking out, um, you're just going to scare your audience. They need that. At least make it entertaining. Freak out in a funny way. <laughs> yeah, make it funny. <laughs> Your people need it right now. They need that escape. And um, I think musicians um, have the ability to do that, whether it's with music or content. So I think now's the time to sort of show your audience that you can do that and give back to them. Yeah, and it's not everything black and white as well. I mean, times will be hard. After all is over, there will be some time of economical downswing but then again people are going to be hungry very hungry for entertainment for parties mm -hmm. for music and that that's gonna follow up with an upswing 
in terms of economy. So we just only need to wait it out, kind of tough it out for the time being. And I'm yeah. pretty sure it will be exploding. Like it will be exploding in the year, maybe a little bit later, maybe a little bit earlier as well. But people are going, mm-hmm. people are going to be hungry for new content, for going out, festivals, all of this stuff because we yeah. haven't missing out. Yeah, imagine like the first live gigs that are going to happen. They're going to be crazy. People it's going to be... It's going to sell out so quickly. So you kind of have I'm, to think I'm about even, I'm even excited talking about it. It's like, damn, that's going <laughs> to be... If I'm, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the summer, maybe a little bit of the end of the summer with a live gig, with a beer in my hand, that's going to make me so yeah. happy. And I'm, and I'm willing to pay whatever. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> I think artists right now even need to start planning ahead. Like, how are they going to make their first show something to remember? How are they going to make it something huge? I think it'll be amazing. It'll be so good. Right. And I'm looking forward to, to that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's going to be a good time to wrap it up. What is happening later today on Bursamo? Because I've seen the announcement um, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it will be available to people who are going to listen to the podcast later as well, right? So, yeah, it's going to be available to absolutely everyone. So 9 p.m. UK time, uh, we will be announcing something on the Burstamo Instagram. It's just at Burstamo. It's, really, it's, it's going to be so exciting. Um, for absolutely anyone in the music industry, it's going to benefit you. So yeah, just head over there at 9 p.m. All right. I'll definitely post about it. Cool. Thank <laughs> Anything you. else you want to communicate to my audience and to your audience as well who's watching right now on Instagram? Yeah, um, just that you have to stay positive throughout this all. And hopefully all of these tips that we're giving and we're providing are actually benefiting people. And if they have any questions about subs, just drop us a DM um, and we can help in any way we can. Definitely. Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. (laughs) I'll see you later. See ya.